Oh, and welcome to Of God and Man, the show whose host is damper and debonair. <laughs> this is your host, from French. It is great, fantastic to get to be with you. Several years ago, I was sitting in a restaurant in downtown Marion. Downtown Marion, or Marion is where I live. There's about a thousand people in the community just outside San Antonio. And so I'm sitting at this restaurant across to uh, from the table that I'm at, there are about three or four ranchers. Now, if you've seen me, you know how massive I am, how built I am. Uh, you know, my muscles just protruding out of my clothes and uh, kind of like the Incredible Hulk. And <laughs> now, if you have actually seen me, you might have a different opinion and you can keep your opinion to yourself. <laughs> so here I am sitting in this restaurant and over listening, overhearing a conversation from the next table over, three or four rugged ranchers, and I'm talking broad shoulders, that when you see them immediately, you think this guy is a rancher. And sure enough, they are. But they are having an interesting conversation. This is now several years ago. We had a scare that was going around the area called swine flu. Maybe you remember it. Swine flu was sweeping across the nation, and we had two, three maybe eight people that died from swine flu. The regular flu kills more people than the swine flu kill, but nonetheless, I'm sitting at this restaurant overhearing these three or four big, strong, tough ranchers. As they are talking about the scare of the swine flu and how the schools in Marion refused to shut down. Schools next to us, school districts around us have all closed, but Marion refuses to close. And then I overheard these men speaking about how, you know, they needed to care more and what are we going to do if, if this breaks out and gets into the whole populace and oh, what a catastrophe we're going to have. And I mean, they went on and on. My heart broke because that day I recognized something that has swept into this nation. And I am recognizing it is everywhere. As a matter of fact, I preached and used this story as an illustration. The title of the message, A Generation of Cowardice. Because we are living and have lived to see a day where we are surrounded by cowards. We are scared to offend somebody. We are scared to say what we really think. We are scared of the swine flu, of the bird flu, of this and of that. We're scared of our shadows. We are living, we have lived to see a generation of cowards. Everywhere we turn, nothing but cowards. And isn't it more clear again today as Kim, uh, her last name just escapes me, as Kim sits in jail. Because she's the only one that refused to sit down and allow the government to overrule them. I sat across a table at lunch years ago as well, during the same time as the swine flu. Sitting across the table, speaking to a man who has family and used to live in Mexico. Yes, he's here legally. For those of you that might have questions, Donald Trump. <laughs> I'm sitting having a conversation with Luis. 
And Luis tells me that what Mexico has done to control the people is they have allowed different little things to pop up. For instance, the chupacara, or however you pronounce that. It scares the people, and then they use the fear element to control their behavior. And we are so blind to see it even in our own nation. Matter of fact, that's one of the things he brought up. He said, I saw Mexico as Mexico began to be controlled. They control the mass populace with fear. And now, he said, they're bringing it here. And we see it. This was several years ago before the Kim situation in Kentucky. Before all the things that we have now. It is, is it ever time? For men and women to stand up and be people of courage instead of cowards. The greatest place and the greatest way to stand up, however, is not in a courtroom. As a matter of fact, it's not even in a street corner. And it's not even in a pulpit in a church, although all of those are necessary and important. But the greatest place to make your stand is in your own prayer room. In your own personal closet between you and Jesus. America needs you to stand up. America needs me to stand up. This nation is in dire straits and serious situations. We have watched freedoms be taken. We have watched tyranny. Now our cops are no longer safe. Our public harassers, as I affectionately call them, they are no longer safe. Fear is sweeping everywhere. If ever we needed somebody to pray, the hour's now. If ever we needed a move of God, the hour's now. Yes, we need you to speak up. We need your voice. But more importantly, we need your prayer. Thank you so much. Let me take a break. And when I come back, we'll go through the Bible in a quadrillion years. Hold on just a second. Will someone shut that man up? Never! Never! Hello, my name is Missy French, wife to of God and Men's host, Brom French. If you have listened to his show, no doubt you have asked yourself, how does Mrs. French do it? How does she take all of his crap? Well, I am thrilled to tell you, I no longer have to. Takes it toilet paper, now does it for me. Okay, yes... Takes it toilet paper is a little rough around the edges, but then again, so is my husband. So if you're tired of taking crap from your family and friends, I highly recommend Takes It Toilet Paper. And we are back, and we're about to go through the Bible in a quadrillion years. We are in Genesis, Genesis chapter 31. We're going to pick up at verse number 36. The Bible says this, Genesis chapter 31, verse number 36. And Jacob was wroth and chose with Laban. And Jacob answered and said to Laban, What is my trespass? What is my sin that thou hast so hotly pursued after me? Whereas thou hast searched all my stuff. What hast thou found of all thy household stuff? Set it here before my brethren and thy brethren, that they may judge betwixt us both. This twenty years have I been with thee. 
thy ewes and thy she-goats have not cast their young, and the rams of thy flock have I not eaten. That which was torn of beasts I brought not unto thee, I bear the loss of it. Of my hand didst thou require it, whether stolen by day or stolen by night. Thus I was in the day the drought consumed me, and the frost by night, and my sleep departed from my eyes. Thus have I been twenty years in thy house. I have served thee fourteen years for thy two daughters, six years for thy cattle, and thou hast changed my wages ten times. Except the God of my father, the God of Abraham, and the fear of Isaac had been with me. Surely thou hast sent me away now empty. God hath seen mine affliction and the labor of my hands and rebuked thee yesternight. Wow. Uh, you can tell he's a little upset. <laughs> and I totally can understand it. So let's look at this. Remember, Jacob has stolen away. He has left. He is tired of it. He's had everything that he can stand. He can't stand anymore. He's fleeing. He's gone. He's left his father-in-law. And now he's hit the road. Father-in-law has chased him down. He's haunted him. He's now caught up to him. And he's saying, you've stolen my gods. Rachel stole him. Nobody knows. Except for Rachel. Rachel is saying, hey, don't. I, I'm the curse of all women. You know, don't make me get up. And so dad doesn't look under the camel's furniture to see where the idols are. Jacob is now upset and he's angry. Bible says that he's wroth and he chode with Laban. So now he's in an argument with Laban. And Jacob answers and says to him, what is my trespass? What have I done wrong? Where have I sinned against you that you pursued me so angrily that you would come and chase me down? You've searched all my stuff. You've searched everything in my household. Now, let me get my brethren together. Let me get my family. Let me get those that are with me. And you get your, those that are with you. And let's sit down and let's see who was right. Let them judge between us. These 20 years I've been with you. My ewes, my sheep, and the she-goats have not cast their young, and the rams of the flock have I not eaten. In other words, I've never stolen anything from you. I've done nothing but bless you. That which was torn of beasts I brought not unto thee. I bear the loss of it. And so if the cattle, if the sheep, if, if it was killed, I took it. I took the loss, not you. I didn't steal from you. I didn't require it of you. It was mine. Whether it was stolen by day or night, it was on me. Thus I was in the day of the drought when it consumed me. In the frost by night, my sleep departed from my eyelids. I've done you right. I've done you nothing but good. And yet you're still pursuing me. Thus have I been 20 years in your house. I've served you 14 years for your two daughters. Six years for your cattle. And you've changed my wages 10 times. Ten times you have changed my wages. The only thing that kept your hand off of me is accept the God of my father. The God of Abraham and the fear of Isaac have been with me. Surely thou hast sent me away, not now empty. You would have sent me away with nothing except the fact you fear my God. Hmm. Doesn't that almost all by itself make up for it? <laughs> you would have sent me away empty and God hath seen my affliction and the labor of my hands and rebuked you yesternight last night when you live with Jesus when you walk with Jesus you are going to have people that are going to be offended in you they're going to be angry at you 
They're going to come against you. They're going to blame you. Everything becomes your fault. And so now this is where Jacob is. He's living for God, but everything is his fault. You see that? Because his dad is living in the flesh. His father-in-law is living in the flesh. But Jacob was born after the spirit. He was the child of promise. When you're the child of promise, those that are not children of promise will be bitter. They will be angry. They will hate you. I think it's a perfect illustration. Why not take it and say, hey, the truth is, if it wasn't for God, if it wasn't for God, you would have robbed me blind. You would have gotten everything but God. What an awesome testimony. I feel like saying it to the rest of the world today. You would have had me gone, but Jesus. Thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you later. Will someone shut that man up? Never! Never!